Oh shit, Detroit, what? Welcome everybody, this is Todd the Wad Podcast, we're your host Ken and Derek, alright, let's get started, Sunday Night Football just ended, the Lions beat the Packers to eliminate them from playoff contention, and I know there's a lot of happy Seahawks fans out there. But, yep, the Lions win 20-16. to 16. Ended up being a pretty good game. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a decent game. I mean, we had Barry Sanders' record getting broken, which, honestly, I mean, can we stop with the all-time records? Like, I mean, they're playing an extra game, so no shit they're going to be breaking a record every season. You know what I'm saying? Like, Barry did that shit with 16 games. And I'm sure when the league goes to 18 games, we'll have more broken records. For real. Because if you look at it, you know, from when Barry was playing, yeah, he didn't touch it. So definitely got to stop with that shit, talking about, oh, you beat this record. No, you didn't. Right. They got to do, like, touchdowns per game type shit, like an average or something. Yeah. But definitely not. But, yeah, you, they showed a lot of uh, clips from, I guess, Seahawks fans and bars and shit out watching with the fans, friends and family. Of course, they're all excited seeing Green Bay, you know, fall behind in the fourth quarter. And, yeah. I mean, I mean honestly, the, the real loser is Green Bay because I feel like Detroit wasn't really expecting to go to the playoffs. Seattle wasn't really expecting to go to the playoffs. I mean, these are two teams that historically are bad, and even before the season, nobody had them picked as a playoff team. So the real losers are Green Bay because some – I mean, there are people out there that actually felt like Green Bay could go to the Super Bowl. Like, there are delusional people that believe that. I mean, if I'm not mistaken – you did say that the NFL was fixed and that there was no <laughs> way that there's two quarterbacks you named, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, there's no way that they're not making the playoffs. <laughs> you did you, say that. <laughs> you know, it. I'm not going to lie. During that game, it did look like the fix was in. I mean, there was an interception call back. There was a deep pass to Jamison Williams where he scored a touchdown that was called back. Like, there were calls that kind of made it look like it was going to be fixed. But, no, when it was all said and done, I think Aaron really didn't want to play the 49ers. And, ultimately, that's why he continued to throw interceptions. Yeah, he I, I he saw that, all right, well, they didn't get the number two. They didn't drop this one, so they're not number three. He was like, fuck that, man. These guys have fucked me up in the preseason or the, the postseason way too much for me to to want to see them again. So he was like, fuck that. Y'all can have this one. Right. Y'all can definitely have this one. If I'm not back next year, hey, at least I still got a ring. I mean, but, it's got to get old, though, as a Packers fan. Every year. It's literally every season. Does Rodgers want to be a Packer? Is he going to retire? Like, it's the same shit, and it's kind of getting tired at this point. Like, they have Jordan Love, you know, coming to the end of his rookie contract, so there's a decision to be made there whether they're going to move on from him or if he's going to move on from them. And Aaron Rodgers still got to do the dramatic shit at the end. He didn't want to give Jameson. He didn't want to give Jamo his jersey. He said, "I'm gonna keep this." He did the dramatic look around at the stadium and shit, walking off with Cobb into the sunset. Like, yo, enough with the fucking the show. Like, either retire or leave because it's every every year it comes up. Look, we need to stop acting like quarterbacks that come out of Green Bay aren't. Drama queens. So, I mean, you saw with Brett Favre, you're seeing with Aaron Rodgers, and if 
Jordan Love happens to stay and take over, they're probably going to see it with him. Because if you think about it, Green Bay is a miserable place to play, especially around this time of the year. It's fucking miserable. So, you know, every year he's like, fuck, do I really want to go through this shit again here? Or do I want to go somewhere nice like fucking Tom did? Because I don't know if you notice how Tom looks compared to when he was in, in um, what's that? In New England, when it was cold as fucking shit. Yeah, compared to now, the motherfucker got a tan, fucking everything. Lost, looks skinny as shit. Looks like he's probably doing some cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> just, just drop hella weight and fucking, yeah, he's all tanned up. And Aaron Rodgers like, damn, I could be comfortable right now. So, yeah, every, of course, every year he's gonna be like, man, do I really want to be in this fucking place? Yeah. And then you have people, his receivers, not even catching the fucking ball today. So can you really fucking? But again, like you're in Green Bay, <laughs> what do you expect? Like, you know, it, it is what it is. Like you're gonna get that, and if you decide to stay with Green Bay uh, this next season, you're gonna see the same bullshit over again. Yeah, Unless, I mean, there are plenty you know, of teams. There are plenty of teams that would look to add Aaron Rodgers to their roster for sure. Like, there's definitely not a shortage of teams that need quarterbacks. But maybe maybe he just doesn't want to rebuild. Maybe he realizes that the Packers are kind of nearing that rebuilding stage, and he's not ready to do that shit. That seems to be a theme. You know, the similar thing with with Sean McVay, where earlier they've been saying that Sean McVay might step down. Because he doesn't necessarily have the time or doesn't have the patience to rebuild in, in L.A. And the Rams are, I mean, at least two to three, you know, possibly four years out from being relevant again because they don't have any fucking draft picks. I mean, technically, he's already started. He's already a part of the rebuild. Christian Watson, Alan Lazard, uh, fucking Romeo Dobbs. Like, you already have enough rookie players where it's like, I mean, you even saw one get ejected from the game twice this season, Quay Walker, (laughs) for the same shit he got ejected for last time when they played the Bills. He shoved the trainer in the Bills game? (laughs) Yeah, it was on the sideline. He shoved a, a coach. I think it was an assistant coach and got ejected. Like, dude, you didn't learn the first fucking time? You know, he definitely did take the biggest L of everybody that was out there, hands down. He took the biggest L. And b- believe it or not, he was mic'd up. Oh, no. We actually, <laughs> we actually did have him mic'd up. And, uh, and you know, because when he hit the tunnel, he had a different type of energy. It was like the second he went, the second he left the field, I guess he didn't realize the cameras were still on him. And he probably forgot about the mic that he's been wearing since the beginning of the year. But this this oh, is what no. we heard on this is what we heard on the mic. <laughs> it's, <hard. laughs> it's it's tough to hear. It's tough to hear a grown man go through that. After shoving a bitch-ass trainer. And don't get me wrong. I understand. Trainers look like they should be fucked up. And maybe he didn't like the way, you know, he he tried to get in there. Maybe he didn't like the way he bumped him or whatever. But he he definitely let that trainer know what time it was. (laughs) if, If you didn't learn your lesson the first time, like... Is there something else I can help with? If you didn't let your no bitch, there isn't. What? I don't know. <laughs> that was the intern. Did the intern just walk in? <laughs> that was crazy. I'm tripping. <laughs> that was definitely out of nowhere. Oh shit! <laughs> fucking interns in this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking hard to get good help these days. I don't understand that shit. And you see, we're recording right now. <laughs> 
It's so fucking hard, yo. The level of disrespect is out of control. Jeez, at least like try to whisper. Like, damn, we didn't even <laughs> try to whisper. See, we, t- we took a couple days off. I'm I'm sure the listeners know we took a couple days off because you know we took the NFL bereavement time. You know, because mm. the NFL came out on Tuesday and they said y'all motherfuckers got four days. And then week 18 is kicking the fuck off, whether you like it or not. And so, you know, we took yeah. the NFL bereavement time. That's why there wasn't a show. You know, because at the end of the day, the league the league let everybody know what time it was. They're not about to cancel week 18. They just gave us a couple days, four days. And then come Saturday, it was boom, week 18, all systems go. Is it safe to say that... Like, I mean, not safe to say. I guess that's the wrong way of putting it. Like, I'm, I, I'm wondering if teams are competing to see who can, who can put out the most mushy shit in this, in this topic of, of the whole Demar Hamlin thing. And don't get me wrong, like, I'm glad he's okay. But if you look to the sidelines on that game. Or you heard the broadcasters when they're saying, oh, you know, nobody in America is thinking about football right now. They're only thinking about the life of that young man. And they right. might repeat that like a hundred times. But if when they pan over to the stadium, there's a stadium full of Bengals and Bills fans. They were not sticking around to see if he was okay. They were sticking around for the rest of the fucking game. All mm. right? That's what they're around for. Because mm-hmm. when someone gets injured, something happens, what is it? Next man up. And people can bitch and cry <laughs> about it. Oh, you have no compassion. Look, motherfucker. There have been people that have, there have been kids and, and grown men that have died playing football and practice and, you know, on and off the field and didn't get this much attention. And if you look at the amount of, you know, when DeMar Hamlin woke up from whatever his, you know, when he was recovering, I guarantee when they said, oh, you know, um, your charity reached 7 million, you know, while you were out when you got injured, he was probably thinking, where the fuck were these motherfuckers at when I first started this thing? (laughs) Yeah. Or you mean to tell me that these motherfuckers had this money this whole time? And I I almost had to die on live television for you guys to start putting money towards it? Yeah, that money shit was at it. like that shit was at like what, like thirty thousand? Something the like that. It was something and then it, it 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 grew by the millions in a few days. And it's like motherfuckers were donating money like his life counted on it. Like the doctors are like, hold on, you're at six million. Stay asleep. <laughs> okay, seven. Okay, seven million. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. You're good. Like people were donating what that was gonna help his ass. Like, come <laughs> on, people. I, I mean, I this is the thing. I understand. Yeah, I understand. People want it, want to support. That's like a natural thing, you know. You look at, oh well, let me, let me see his cause. You know, because you have to show, I guess, I guess the sympathy Olympics have to start and we got to see who gives a fuck more and this and that. Um, what I what I found rather odd, right, because granted, of course, we're glad he's OK. But what I found odd was it was it was the same story. It was we don't care about football. But then right after they say that, they'll be like, but as a player. Like motherfucker, I thought I thought we weren't talking about football anymore. You know, like, it was like right away. No, but as a player, you know, this hits different. Like, oh yeah, so fuck the camera guy, the trainer. No, this is a brotherhood that matters. Only football players give a fuck about dead players. You know what I'm saying? So I do feel like, to an extent, it taught me why so many players shouldn't be broadcasters because. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it is about football. That's why they couldn't stop talking about football, regardless of whether the ambulance was out there or not. It always went back to, well, you know, 
back in my playing days. I thought we weren't talking about fucking football. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, it was a contradicting thing. He's fine now, and that's great. But now it's just straight up the sympathy Olympics. Like, who gives a fuck more? What team is going to show the most sympathy? How many people can cry on camera for somebody that's conscious right now? You know right, what I'm saying? Like moments of silence or whatever for the dude, like he's dead. And that's right. the thing that, that kind of gets me is that you got everyone's out there acting like this man passed away. And don't take our words, like don't twist our words to say we don't give a fuck about like the health of him, which I'm like I said, like we both said, he, we're glad he's okay. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But the fact that everybody else is turning it into this pity party and it's just it's getting a little ridiculous. Right. Like, you mean to tell everyone like they showed it was it Denver versus um fucking the Chargers. Broncos and Chargers where Russell Wilson and the other number 3 for the Chargers went out there in the middle of the field and started praying just because yeah. they both went for threes or they they put every stadium had had highlighted their number 3 or you know at the 30 yard lines on both sides of the field. Like yeah. come on man. Is this what we're doing now? Is this really what we're doing? Do I mean, there were a couple of times I checked my phone. I was, did he pass? Yeah, this shit. I this mean, one. we're we're painting murals and shit. Motherfuckers getting face tats, getting the rest in peace shirt. Like, what the fuck is going on? I had to check my phone a couple of times. And I heard the most ridiculous shit. I was listening to uh, another podcast during the week, and a guy was like, you know, I think the Bills deserve to win a championship this year. Because, you know, um, Dawson Knox, he lost his brother and then what happened with Hamlin. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that automatically puts you in line to win a championship. Well, Just give know, it to him. Just well, give it to him. You do know the shit is fixed. And right now, I don't think there's a better story than for Buffalo to win the Super Bowl. I mean, it, it, the fix, it just looks like a good storyline. And the NFL loves great storylines. So I would not be shocked if the fix was called in for Buffalo to win this Super Bowl now that, you know, everybody's a Bills fan all of a sudden. I'll tell you what was funny is that the two teams that were involved on that night were the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. And at that time, they were playing in Cincy. And today, when Cincinnati played the Ravens, which they beat – which uh, I, th I forget what this I think it was like 27-16 or some shit. Let me just double check to make so I don't um put the wrong score out there. And that was an important game. Like that game had a lot of bearing on the playoffs and where the playoff game would be played. Yeah, so 27-16, and they came up with a, this whole thing about neutral field being decided by a coin toss or whatever. And you can tell how the Bengals players felt about that because one of the celebrations, the touchdown celebrations, was them pulling out a coin, flipping it, and kicking it. Like saying, <laughs> fuck your neutral field. If we earn the spot to have home field, then let it be what it is. But don't put a, don't hurt the team that earned that spot and then automatically take away their home field advantage because of some shit. Realistically, y'all should have just fucking played the game. And I've talked to other people who say, well, how can you expect for them to play the game after they see some shit like that? Like, have none of those players ever been through any hard times through their life? Has nobody ever had to, like, bury a family member or a friend? And this motherfucker didn't even die. And motherfuckers are acting like it's like like he's dead. You yeah. had Josh Allen crying at the podium today <laughs> talking about, you know, uh, the, the whole Naheem Hines thing was so special because turns out it was three years and three months ago that we last did that. You know, it's just <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Listen to yourself, dude. Man, you know, no. about it. Now I think about it, it's like, oh man, you know, it's been like three years, three months, three hours, three minutes, and three seconds since I last nutted. Like, the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, is this what we're doing now? <laughs> You're just trying to find different ways to, to 
to put the shit in there. Like, come on. The man's alive. He's okay. <laughs> now, we're yeah. in, that's, you know, that's, we'll, we'll see how, we'll see how that goes down. Yeah. Well, so take that as a win, but we don't need to keep doing that shit. And I, I wonder what his charity is at now. Are the numbers I mean, still going? probably doing great. And you know no, what? It, no, no, it no. should. They're still going up like they were when he was fucking out. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I fucking get I don't it. Know. I know that um I know that I really don't I really don't understand why people cannot understand because the smoke once the smoke clears and we're on the other side of this and he's doing fine, then at that point I think the injury is no different than like when Shazier was a quadriplegic or when Sterling Sharp broke his neck or I mean unfortunate things happen. It's a contact sport. You know, once we get on the other side of this thing, then you really have to look at, all right, well, that game was canceled. So what does that do to the standings? And that game was very significant in the sense that it was a home field thing for the Bills. It may, I mean, the Bengals, sure, they had a, there was a possibility that they can get home field because if the Chiefs would have lost to the Raiders, which nobody fucking thought would happen. If they just so happen to do that, then they could get home field. But mainly for the Bills, they had to have home field. So now, because this game was canceled, the Chiefs had to get penalized because the Chiefs are the number one seed. So that game, the AFC championship, if it's the Bills and the Chiefs, should be played in Kansas City. But because this is turned into a charity thing, then it's in a neutral field, which who the fuck knows what that means? They could be playing on a on a on an aircraft carrier, maybe in an airport, but they're most likely gonna probably find a reason to put it in LA. They'll probably go to a big market and use one of those fancy stadiums and put the game there. But it really does penalize the Chiefs for what they've done. I mean, they put together a great season with a 14 and 3. A great yeah. year, and now they have to play in a neutral field. When, if we're being honest, what should have happened was they should have called it, and that should have been the final score. The The Bengals had a drive. The Bills had a drive. And then somebody died for a couple seconds, and it came back. So it should have been 7-3 to three, Cincinnati, and Cincinnati should have got that win. And Buffalo should be going to Kansas City. But – it's all good. We'll watch some neutral field, whatever the fuck that means, whatever field that is. It'll probably somehow turn into a Bills home game because, you know, everybody, everybody's running on this whole charity thing. And we'll see how that goes. But I do feel like Kansas City got fucked out of everybody. They definitely did. Because they, they definitely earned did. the one seed. Because I know the way the Bengals have played this year, they've – when they're hot, when they're on fire, they usually finish the game like that, unless you count the Pats game, where they're only hot for one half. But, yeah, it looks like they were – they had no chance of slowing down during that game. Who knows how that would have ended? But, yeah, they all had they all had equal drives. The Bengals were on their second drive, and they had the lead, 7-3. If you're going to end the game just like that, then – Shit, that's the way it should be. Both coaches decided to not not play the rest of the game. So just call it as it is. It's not like any of them were going to catch up to the Chiefs if they won. Same situation if with like the NFC where if the Eagles won one game, they, they clinched that number one seed. So, yeah, it is what it is. But... But yeah, it's a little it's getting a little ridiculous where everyone's doing this kind of like moment of silence thing for him and everything. Like he's like he's fucking like he passed. And that's just that's just a little ridiculous and it's I don't know. That's a little bit yeah, of bad juju right. doing shit like that. Yeah, so, and it's gotten to the point where it's starting to feel like a little disingenuous. Like it I don't know, it doesn't necessarily feel genuine anymore. Like it just feels more like a I don't know, like a press run. Like, somehow, let's, hey, let's look, everybody. We give a fuck about player safety. 
when in all reality, Week 18 was never getting canceled. They were never going to move Week 18. The NFL is a business. At the end of the day, it's about money. And if it wasn't, then it'd be like, oh, yeah, let's give everybody a fucking bye week. But that didn't happen because there's money involved. There's playoff games. There's a lot of things moving, and the show has to go on. So you got your four days, and then the NFL said, get the fuck over it. And now we're back full-blown football with an occasional, what, picture or tweet from Hamlin saying that he's doing great, which is good. But, I mean, it's time to, I don't know. I feel like it, it's starting to become a, a competition of who gives a fuck more or who who wants to cry on camera more than the other person. Like, motherfuckers just dying to ca- cry on camera. Just dying. Yeah, I just want to – I'm kind of curious, like, who's which stadium can sell the more love for DeMar uh, T-shirts? <laughs> it's just, you know, you got fans from, from every team saying love for DeMar, and they probably know it. Until that day, I had no idea who the fuck he was. And you give it about, like I said, about the charity thing. Yeah, you got it up to like $8 million. I think that the, the last number I saw like just now was like $8 million. That means once he woke up and everyone saw he was okay, the donations stopped coming in so heavy. Because yeah. he was still out at that time. Yeah. When those numbers were rising. So now he's okay. It plateaued. And you don't maybe I'm wrong. Maybe once people start getting paid again, the donations are to go up by the millions, but I fucking doubt it. And that just tells me people are putting their name because if if you really give a fuck, you wouldn't put, you would donate and not put your name up there. Okay. That's how you can, you can really tell if somebody gives a fuck. That's just like people on YouTube or people on Instagram or Twitter who take videos of them helping homeless people. Like, no, if it was really genuine, you would put the motherfucking camera down, put your name out of it, tr- quit embarrassing the person that you're helping, and just help them. You don't need yeah. to show everybody, that, you know, put your name out there. Oh, look how much money I'm putting into this thing. Look how much money. And all the kids that are getting toys from his shit, because I think it's like for kids that got affected for through COVID, all of them are going to be like, well, where, where's the rest of the toys? Like, did that shit just stop? Like all of yeah. a sudden, that should just stop, and you know nobody's donating anymore. Now he's okay; he can figure the rest of the shit out. Because when you look at it, and I, you know, I found this out the hard way, and even though I already knew what it was, but I know in 2021, August 2021, I was in the hospital for like two months. And you know what I found out? The world keeps going, with yep. or without you. Bills still have to be paid. People still want their money. You know, you don't just go, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm fucked up in the hospital. I almost died. And all of a sudden, everyone just goes, oh, well, that, okay, I understand. No, they're still like, so you're going to be able to pay uh, at this time? <laughs> I remember I had a court date, too. And I had the doctor write a note to the court saying he can't attend court. Uh, he's in treatment right now. He'll be in treatment for six weeks. So they set court six weeks later. No time to, you know, it, it, the six weeks was just kind of like a, I guess, um, an estimation. But yeah, they're like, oh, six weeks? Okay. Set the court six weeks later. Didn't end up getting out of the hospital for like another couple of weeks. But I was like, damn. That's how it is. That's how the real world works. Like, you know, it does not matter. If you are not dead, the world keeps going on. Your your world keeps going on, whether you're, you know, as long as you're breathing. Yeah, the world does not stop. So people acting like all of a sudden, like the NFL is in the business. They're not about their money. And just like you said, they're probably going to have this neutral game somewhere where they know they can bring in a shit ton of fans and make a shit ton of money. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's a fucking business. The show goes on every single time. You know, it's a, it's the same story in, in any line of work. Fucking, we got Nike factories where kids drop dead every other day. And the fucking shoes still got to get made. Jordan still got to get made. So that's life. It is what it is. But um, it's playoff time. And again, we're, you know, this is week 18, which is a tanking week. This is when all the teams 
get to finally, you know, situate themselves in the draft order. It's funny and... you say that. It's funny you say that because there, there is a team that did not get the memo. And that was the Texans and Colts. Texans beat the Colts 32-31 and lose their number one <laughs> draft pick. Like, I guess Lovey Smith didn't get the fucking memo, which is why, for those of you who don't know, Lovey Smith got fired. Probably because they went from being a number one pick to number two. And now the Bears have the number one pick. Yep. Yeah, honestly, though, I mean, it to me, it's a little weird that they fired Lovey Smith after a win because I mean, the motherfucker lost 13, like the Texans lost 13 times. They had more than enough opportunity to fire his ass, but for some reason, they wait until he wins the finale to fire him. When in all reality, the Bears are not drafting a QB. Yeah, I think it's I think it's very clear that Houston's going to draft a quarterback, and I think it's very clear that the Colts are also going to be drafting a quarterback. And so we all know Bryson Strouder one and two. You can you can I mean you can rearrange them however you want, but those are the two quarterbacks that are going to be coming off the board early. And Chicago is not interested in a quarterback. At least they shouldn't be because Justin Fields seems to be coming into his own. And they have so many holes on that fucking team that they could use. They could use pretty much anyone but a quarterback. So it's safe to say they're not going QB. So I think Houston will still get a chance to get their QB. But then there's also the scenario where Indianapolis having the fourth pick overall can possibly make a trade to get the first overall pick from Chicago. That is a scenario now that's kind of on the table. Because yeah, if we're being honest, there's no team that knows how to tank better than the fucking Colts. They've been doing it. They did that shit to get Andrew Luck, and they are fucking excellent. They excel at fucking tank jobs. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a big question of why they would fire him because, like you said, Chicago's definitely not going for a quarterback. I don't think they would be, but it wouldn't surprise me. And the way the Texans have been playing – especially in the second half of the season. Yeah, maybe they're not winning these games, but they're close games that they're losing. It wasn't all complete blowouts, but maybe it was the fact that, you know, they couldn't figure out what the fuck they wanted to do at quarterback. That was one thing. But you never know. I mean, I I don't know who they plan or who they think they're going to get in the offseason. Maybe they're looking at Jim Harbaugh too. I don't know. Yeah. But well, I think uh, Sean Payton's name, Sean Payton's name came up recently for the, I believe the Denver coaching job, but I guess they can't, they technically can't start interviewing until the 16th of January. That's when they have, that's when they have like permission to actually interview him. So Sean Payton's name's going, you know, being tossed around as well as a possibility, but Houston's just tough because I mean, I guess, Houston's a better destination than Denver in a sense that, you know, you're getting a young quarterback, franchise quarterback that you can move forward with. But Denver does have more talent overall. Like, they're a better team overall, but they're also in a better division. So, I don't know which job I would pick if I was Sean Payton. I mean, did Sean Payton say he wanted to come back? Well, Sean Payton's putting together a coaching staff. So yeah, I I do think yeah. that's I do think he's looking to come back. It's more so uh, what opportunity he wants to take because you know the Saints are possibly an option as well, being that they also fucking suck still, but they are yeah. not in the position to have a franchise quarterback moving forward. And you would at least want a team that has. Like a like a future, and you have your quarterback in place. I feel like that's what I would do if I was him. Yeah, and I know Jim Harbaugh said if he got a good offer from the NFL, he would definitely definitely go because I, I think he does have kind of unfinished business in the, in the NFL. Made it to the big game, lost. So, and the Niners aren't going to be looking for a coach. So, yeah, you never know. And if he comes back. Uh, I'm talking about Jim Harbaugh. If he comes back to the league and happens to turn shit around like he did with the Niners, holy shit. Uh, the yeah, NFL would uh, definitely yeah. be on notice when he comes I, back. 
I mean, I think he is a good coach. He's proven that in college as well. He turned Michigan around and had them in the college football playoffs. So, I mean, I think he's a proven coach. So I, I definitely think he should get another chance at it. Um, but I believe those are the two big names that I keep hearing are in the talks for these trash-ass teams. And, of course, nobody knows what Indianapolis is going to do because there's always a possibility of Saturday staying and and then moving forward with him. But then maybe they'll tell him to get the fuck out as well because he hasn't fucking won <laughs> <There> a game. <laughs> there is no way that they, they stick with Saturday through the next season. There's no fucking way. <laughs> I mean, it's, hard, no it's hard to blame him for, the, you know, for what's going on. <laughs> like I don't know. It, I mean, it's I guess it's possible, but uh, right, right. There's no way because <laughs> he, he did. He did win one game. He just proceeded to lose seven in a row. So I mean, <laughs> and he he beat what the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. They beat the Raiders, which brings me to the next game. Chiefs clinched clinched that number one. Seed for the AFC by beating the Raiders thirty-one to thirteen, and it was to the point where they're just throwing out dumbass plays. Did you see the play where they? Um, yes, the huddle, every, the weird huddle, circle play, and they just yeah. like kind of little round robin kind of deal, and then fucking scored. Because yeah. nothing says your team is fucking trash than a trick play working, and then he got called back, and then they scored. Same guy next play. Like, Tony scored two touchdowns back-to-back because the Raiders are fucking trash. <laughs> I don't think that was Kadarius Tony that, that scored the second time around. Or he scored one touchdown that game. No, he, he scored twice. He scored on the trick play, but that got called back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I and then he's he, – no, he didn't – no, he didn't get two touchdowns, but he scored – he scored back-to-back in that series – which was just the Chiefs fucking around with the Raiders because they're not good. I mean, I think it's yeah. safe to say that it wasn't Carr's fault. You know, I mean, they can move forward with, with Stidham if they want to, but I think there's a lot of quarterbacks that are going to be on the market here soon that they should probably take a look at. Yeah, One of them I'm, being Aaron Rodgers. Just, I don't, just saying. With uh, Jared Stidham, like, I guess people were, were thinking that they're going to come out and win the game or, or at least have it be somewhat competitive because of the game they had against the Niners. Who knows? Uh, maybe they, they just took him lightly and, you know, had no tape on him. I don't know. But he definitely didn't look as as comfortable out there. I, I didn't see him run like he, he did with against the Niners. I don't know. Maybe he just got a taste of it and was just like started second-guessing himself. And, you know, he was asked about – the, I guess the the media has said something about him, like, hey, you know, your first game you threw three hundred sixty some yards against the, the number one D, and come out and kind of you know lay an egg, and uh, this was his response. Gotcha, bitch. So anyone saying that, you know, they found uh, Derek Carr's replacement? <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Like, that's just, <laughs> that's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's another team. That's another team if you're, if you're looking at what they're – I mean, they're off into their offseason because they obviously they're not a playoff team. They're sitting at pick seven. So you figure if, if Seattle and Detroit – pass on a QB and, you know, get a better player on the board, then Vegas could possibly get the third best quarterback or have a, have an opportunity to improve the quarterback position for sure. Because at pick seven, you're going to get a good player. And so they're not necessarily in a, in a bad spot, but they're not in a good spot either. And then, of course, there's always Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play with the Packers anymore. They could always fucking trade three first-rounders and try to get them and see if they can make that work. I don't. I just don't see them, like, them giving up that much for someone that late in their career. And the way 
I guess his injury with his hand, his throwing hand has been going down. I don't know. He might need surgery or something. Because I don't know that broken bones or fractures in the hand take forever to heal. Take forever. Especially if you're putting that much kind of strain on it. Like, who knows? Who knows what the fuck he's going to do? And we're probably not going to find out until he, you know, does his whole Zen Garden thing and figures all that shit out. But, Hell yeah. you know, we'll, we'll figure all that shit out with the Packers. I'm not, I don't know. That shit's just, we'll find that bullshit out another day. But, you know, there are a couple teams that did happen to sneak into the playoffs uh, today, and one of them being the Miami Dolphins. They beat the Jets 11-6, to which it was a pretty ugly game. I was kind of hoping the Jets would take it, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, that was Joe, a boring-ass game. I mean, shit. That was a terrible-ass game. I thought the Jets... And honestly, you got to be disappointed as a Jets fan because their offense just really didn't do shit outside of Garrett Wilson. And, I mean, they were technically, you can say, the healthier team of the two. So they definitely should have beat. They should have beaten the Dolphins, but whatever. You know, they're, they're also another team that are a couple of pieces away. But for a while, for a while, they looked like they could possibly – be a threat in the AFC, but they going into off going into the offseason though they have picked thirteen. That's not bad. They can get a good, they can get a good piece at pick thirteen. Yeah, and who knows uh, what they're gonna do to possibly get a an earlier pick that could technically, I guess, discuss what they can do with the Bears or one of the earlier teams, especially if they say, hey. Bears, you're not looking for a quarterback. We're not looking for, let's say, a defensive player. Maybe you want to do do a little trade trade so we can get this QB and you'll get a free pick from us next year, whatever. But it was it was just ugly in general. You know the Jets probably are looking at a QB because Zach Wilson ain't it. He definitely ain't it. No, and, no. When they decided to go with Flacco over Zach Wilson, I mean, damn. <laughs> that's, right. that's the ultimate sign of get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and uh, I actually, I don't know if you knew this, but I I was trying to catch up with Tua to ask him about, you know, about them sneaking into the playoffs with this win. And I believe it was oh, because, you know, this win plus the Pats lost. And I forget what the other one was, but that, that allowed them to sneak into the playoffs. And, you know, it was a, it, it's a little weird. It was a little weird. It was a kind of a little unexpected whenever I went to go see Tua. So, uh, yeah, this is, um, this is what I ran into whenever I was going to talk to Tua. Apparently he was celebrating, but yeah. Yo, Tua, can you not like with your concussions? That's probably not the right song to be listening to, bro. That's fucked up. Like, can y'all tell him that's not the right song to listen to? Oh, that's his favorite song. Oh shit, that is not the right song. Well, I look, I'm not gonna because he's naked in there. I'm not gonna bother him. So. Can you just tell him that's probably not the right song, given his concussion thing? I'm at, I'm at he's showering when he didn't play. <laughs> all right, my bad, guys. Uh, I don't know if y'all heard all that, but it was it was pretty crazy. Um, Tua, Tua obviously isn't in the right state of mind right now. He's, uh, yeah, he's not doing his own thing, so it's pretty crazy. But, yeah, he seems to be pretty happy that the Dolphins are – in the playoffs at the seventh seed. Looks like they're going to be playing Buffalo in the wild card round. So it's going to be interesting. It's not, though. <laughs> That's it's a gonna fucking be interesting. loss so, for the Dolphins. 
We'll see if they decide to, you know, put it together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <But> <laughs> That's a loss. If I'm telling you, if you're looking for a foolproof parlay this weekend, you want to have the Bills on there because there's no fucking way. I'm pretty sure they got the Dolphins at like a like a seven percent chance or some shit like that, twenty percent chance. So there's no there's no fucking way. <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest, if we're looking at, well, I guess we're not gonna look into the into the wild card round. Well, we might as well. If we're looking into the wild card round, the only two games that they say are close would be the Chargers and the Jaguars and the Cowboys and the Bucks. Those are the only two games that their people are on the fence about. They feel like it could go e- either way. But yeah, all the I, other games, they're pretty fucking lopsided. Yeah, because I guess Tom Brady has never lost to the Cowboys, and if the Cowboys continue playing like they've been playing, you never know what's going to happen. Which uh, yeah. kind of brings the Cowboys. Game. They dropped a fucking turd tonight uh, against the Washington Commies, twenty-six to six. Wasn't what I was expecting. You know, given the potential of, you know, taking division if the the Eagles happen to to drop that game, which if the fucking Giants started their starters, maybe it could have happened. But but yeah, that's crazy. They they definitely laid an egg tonight. What the what the fuck right, The Giants the Giants are resting their starters so they could be well rested when they lose to the Vikings on Sunday. So they want to make sure that. They were good to go. That didn't make any fucking sense from a strategic standpoint because, you know, you, you want to show the Eagles that you can beat them. But I guess being that they don't necessarily expect to get past the first round, that's probably why they sat everybody. Um, but as for the Cowboys, I mean, it didn't make any fucking sense. I think, I think the fact that, you know, it's one thing to have your starters playing. You want to go into the playoffs hot. But once it's not there, it's not there. You know, there's no sense in Dak throwing the ball 40 fucking times in a game that doesn't matter. Like, nobody gives a shit. There's no bearing on who you on who they play in the playoffs. So, I mean, that was the biggest – that was the most confusing part about it. And, you know, of course, the, the commies had – they had a reason to win, you know, because it's not the playoffs. They, they just wanted to send a message that they're not trash, which they, they definitely are. And that's another team that going into the offseason, I mean, I mean, I know Hal, Hal had a pretty good game. But then again, you know, why did they wait until week 18 to see what they can get out of the rookie? I don't, I don't understand that strategy. I don't know. They were playing musical QB with fucking Heineke and Wentz. And then it took him this long to realize, oh, shit. I, I guess, it, I mean, technically it did take this long. For Ron Rivera to be like, hold on, uh, are we out of the playoffs? Oh shit, we are. Oh, right. Well, fucking put the rookie in there then. And right. yeah, that th- that game just started out bad for the Cowboys. And you know the commie started out with a score and then a pick six. Like that shit just it it started out ugly for them and it was just all downhill from there. At that point. You know, you're not really playing for anything. You see that the the Giants aren't starting anybody, so shit, they could have just rested their people. But I've also seen when teams rest their starters, I've seen it backfire. And, yeah, they come out and have to knock off some rust from, from sitting. I mean, I, I don't know. I always – I always wonder about the the science behind that because, I mean, I feel like it goes both ways. But then again, you know, at least no one was injured. Now, the Chargers can't necessarily say the same thing because the Chargers decided to play their starters and they lost Mike Williams for the playoffs and they lost Joey Boza. So in that for that particular instance where they already clinched the fifth seed, there's no way they're moving up or down. They really fucked themselves for the playoffs. So, good luck, Chargers. Yeah, and, you know, knowing, like, the the injury history of both of those players, 
Like, why would you play them? But you know what? At the end of the day, it's fucking football. Like, you can't keep these motherfuckers in a glass case. Like, these are grown-ass men. If he can't fucking stay on the field, then fuck him. Like, I feel like Mike Williams has had health issues all season long. And whether it happened against the Broncos on week 18 or it happened next week against the Jaguars or it happened getting in and out of the plane or in and out of the car or checking the mail, it was going to happen. The shit was going to – he was going to miss games. Like, that's just how it was going to work. Now, Boza's a bigger loss because they really need him on the defensive side of the ball, especially when they're playing the Jaguars, and the Jaguars' offense has actually looked pretty good, which was another game that was good on Saturday, the Jaguars and the Titans. It was a lot closer. Well, it was closer than it should have been. The Jaguars were dominating them, but they just could not get the completions. They just couldn't finish drives against the Titans. Well, no, like, to go back to the Chargers, like, what I was saying was, like, yeah, Mike Williams, I think earlier in the season, I know he didn't play against the Niners. Whoever they played after the Niners, he came in for, like, a couple drives, then exited the game because he got injured again. Like, and as far as Joey Bosa, like, that motherfucker's been injured, like, he's been on injured reserve, like, most of the season anyways. Right. Like, if you know you're in the playoffs or whatever, just keep him out. Let him – what's one more week? Yeah, but they're going to get hurt again anyways. Like, whether they get hurt – Regardless, like – Whether they get hurt in Denver or Jacksonville, they were going to get hurt. If you can have him in there for one drive in the playoffs, whatever, to to make some kind of impact, then fuck it. But now you have – you don't have him at all. But, yeah, you're right. He's, like – this is football, like just like with the with the whole Giants thing. Like they could, the Eagles barely beat the Giants, and the Giants were playing their second string, second and third string. Like, right. Now what you have... say about the Eagles, and what does that say what what the Giants have to offer? But right now you I do don't... have there's certain instance at least for the Eagles where you haven't had your starting quarterback for two games. And um, the last thing you want is for him to be out for four weeks, you know, before he takes the field again in the divisional round of the playoffs. So in that case, you definitely want to play Hurts to knock the rust off in week 18. Because I do feel like some people felt like he shouldn't have played, but I think in this particular instance, you, you would want to play him. Yeah, now, Lamar Jackson, that's is... a different conversation. Lamar Jackson, I don't know if he's going to play in the wild card round. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's holding out to show the, the Ravens that they need him. I don't know. It's going to be tough because they have to see Cincy again after they got destroyed by Cincy. And the Ravens are playing with their fourth QB. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know what. And it's in the same place. It's it's the same place. Through Lamar, two Huntleys. I think it was like Caleb Huntley and Tyler or Taylor Huntley. And now you have what Anthony Brown. And, yeah, it was ugly. It was definitely ugly. And that Cincy D got after him today. It was just a a bad game overall for Beemore. And – yeah, who knows what they're going to do as far as Lamar coming, potentially coming back. I don't even know. Like, it's hard to tell, you know, what's going to happen. And maybe maybe that, that is why they're not going to pay him because they're like, well, you haven't played a full season in how many seasons now? Like, why, why should we pay you when you're kind of, you know, kind of – That is true. Now, I will say – some of the rumors that I've heard for the Jets is that they're possibly looking to to acquire Lamar Jackson. That that is a possible trade target, that they could look to move some pieces to get Lamar Jackson or Jimmy G or Derek Carr. Those are the those are the big three right now in the in the free agent space. And I know the Jets name that they I mean that's one thing that's come up with um that's come up in the Lamar Jackson talks. 
But the idea of the Ravens trading Lamar Jackson is just so crazy. It would have to be a top five pick because you would have to replace him with a franchise quarterback. Yeah, definitely, because obviously his backups aren't doing shit. Right. But then you'd also have to get get weapons. Like, you can – realistically, you can pay Lamar and bring in some – bring him some weapons from either the draft or free agency. Do something. Make a trade. Get some weapons in there because regardless of who you have under center, you're going to have to protect them somehow. You're going to have to protect them, and he's going to need targets to to throw to. You can't just rely on Mark Andrews and fucking Isaiah Likely and then expect to win fucking games. It's not going to happen. That's true. You know, and maybe maybe you can you can rely on, you know, JK out there to fucking get some shit done, but it's it's inconsistent. It just it's inconsistent. Now, the one game I am looking forward to is the the, the Giants in Minnesota coming up. Like their first game this year, or you know, the regular season was pretty fucking good. And we'll see how um Kirko does against against that defense this this kind of time around. So, who do you think is gonna gonna end up taking that? I mean, I definitely think it's the Vikings. I, I they didn't have an answer for Jefferson the first time. They're not gonna have an answer for Jefferson this time. And um and maybe they rested their starters and maybe that backfires. Hopefully that backfires because anytime there's nothing that bothers me more than teams resting their starters for no fucking reason. And so that they rested their starters, so they they kind of deserve to lose to the Vikings. So fuck them. But um, <laughs> but, but yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. Then no, that that <laughs> that one should be an interesting game. I mean, considering the Bills is going to be a blowout, the 49ers is going to be a blowout, the Bengals Ravens is most likely going to be a blowout as well. So I mean, that's. I guess that's the only other game than the other two that's gonna be that's gonna be any good next week. Yeah, that shit's crazy though. Niners play Saturday at four thirty. And yeah, I mean Seahawks fans looked happy about being in the playoffs, but they must have forgot who they had to see in that first round. Yeah. They they must have fucking forgot. But who I mean, who knows? Maybe they Maybe it might be like, you know, last year where, you know, team sees the Niners for the third time and all of a sudden they figure something out. But I don't know. They don't have Russell Wilson back there anymore. And, you know, you just – Gino just doesn't seem to have that magic unless he's it's in some garbage time or or what. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But last time I know Mooney Ward was able to lock down fucking um, DK Metcalf. So, shit. But today – my Niners got it fucking done. Which I, I do want to bring this game up. Niners and Cardinals. And reason being, Niners beat the Cardinals 38-13. And it was J.J. Watt's last game. So, yeah. His last regular season game. Unfortunately, you know, his last season playing in the NFL. He, they didn't get to the postseason, but... Yeah, unfortunately but for them, they're in the second division. I mean, the... they they did remind him. They did remind him why he's fucking retiring. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure when he played that game, he's like, damn it, this is why the fuck I didn't want to play another year here. Because, they, you know, the Cardinals are fucking trash. I mean, he's still got two sacks. So, and, and, and I know the first half, I felt like, are these guys just playing lax because it's like J.J. Watt's last game and then they just turn it up in the second half? Like, I don't know what it was, but it was like, yeah. But I'm, I'm glad that the, the Niner faithful kind of gave him a, a good a good goodbye, little standing ovation, you know, a good sending out for for his last game. Unfortunate for them, it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't a win, but, yeah, you yeah. won against the Niners. So, what did you expect? I mean, and the, and the Cardinals are in a good position going into the offseason. They got the third pick overall. So they should definitely get the best player available that's not a quarterback. 
And so they, you know, hopefully they get somebody that could change them around and they can improve a bit. Or maybe they trade out of that and get acquire more picks to try to fill more holes on that team. If I had to guess, with, with J.J. Watt retiring, they're probably going to pick up Jalen Carter, someone to fill that void. Because that yeah. man is a beast coming out of Georgia. So we'll see. We'll see, and I know there's there's probably some Seahawk fans out there that are that are hoping to get him, but I don't know, man. That that's that'd be crazy. I'd I'd be pissed off if they got fucking Jalen Carter. <laughs> I mean, they're most likely. Well, we'll see what what Chicago does with the first pick because I feel like they can use him as well. But um, it it all depends on Chicago because we all know what who Houston and Indianapolis is taking. So everyone around them is kind of where you try to figure out who's taking who and where's Bijan going, and it's gonna be an interesting off season for sure. Don't be surprised if he goes to Chicago. Do not be surprised. Uh, yeah, I mean, that would be wild. At the first overall, I don't think – I don't – yeah, that would be nuts. I It'll don't think they would do that. In the first overall, but it would – if you think about it, just think about how much that would take away from Fields having to run. Who knows? Maybe, maybe it will, maybe it won't. But, yeah, when you have two – very big threats, and who, like I said, who knows how he's going to be in the NFL? But shit, usually running back talents transition pretty well. So yeah, don't yeah. be surprised if he goes to fucking if, if he goes yeah. to Chicago. I don't yeah, know if there's, <laughs> I don't know if there's ever been a running back drafted first overall. That would be insane. That would be considering the talent that's on the board at that time. That would be pretty fucking wild. No, there's that 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 Joe Montana. <laughs> See. See. <laughs> no, like, Here you I go. Think, I think it was funny that it was like you start seeing like teams like they can't decide on their starting quarterback, start putting their third string in because of Brock Purdy. <laughs> it just like or start putting backups in earlier than, than they normally would. Yeah, because of what, what Purdy's doing it just reminded me of Waterboy, how other teams started putting their Waterboy in the game, <laughs> hope, hoping that they they would produce like what you know, like Adam Sandler did in that movie. They're <laughs> <laughs> all getting fucked up. But, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah just... there definitely hasn't been another one. That, I mean, you could say that Sam Howell was pretty good. In the, in the in the for the commies, but I mean that's one game. It's really hard to say, you know, this is the guy going forward after one game. That, that's kind of tough. Good or was it just Dallas just falling apart? I mean, it was a combination of the two, but I mean he played well considering he had one bad interception. You know, in the in the red zone, like I think they were inside the ten. He had one that was really bad, but aside from that, he played a he had he played a pretty solid game. So, I I still think they're gonna try to acquire a quarterback, but I mean it's he I guess he was he was semi promising. Who knows? But they waited a long time. They you know even the Falcons were like, damn, week eighteen, because <laughs> they at least gave Ritter what three games. Yeah, <laughs> I mean shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty fucked up on their part. But at the same time, it was like look. Your coach also didn't know about the playoff contentions or anything. So, like, can you really see what – like, you kind of knew what you were getting out of Heineke when Carson went down. So, it was kind of like, come on, dude, what, what are you really expecting? And when you're switching him out mid-game, you know, once Carson was back to being healthy, it's kind of like, well, why don't we just see what the rookie got? And you should have been done that, like, weeks ago. But, I mean, yeah. it's what it is. We got a, a good good um wildcat wildcard weekend coming up and we'll talk more about that in our Thursday night uh podcast since there are no games during the week. But but yeah. Everyone thanks for listening. Thanks for uh for you know hanging on since we didn't have a pod this past Thursday. But right. uh, support a charity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that shit. Just 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 keep an eye on that shit. Watch how it just it just steady, <laughs> you know, doesn't grow like it was the past few days. Just don't be surprised. And then, you know, before you react to, to what we said about that, just just pay attention and maybe you'll maybe you'll start to agree. Right. And but remember, was- nothing helps recovery like a like a charity donation. Right. <laughs> so, but uh, check us out on Instagram, everybody. It's Talk About Podcast on Instagram, or um, send comments, questions, reviews at uh, Talk About Podcast at Gmail dot com. Yeah, like the memes, check them out, comments. We do answer your comments. Just uh, you know, be respectful or risk being called out. Fuck your feelings, you know. So. Just uh, be ready for that. But until Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for tuning in. This has been Talked About a Podcast. Peace, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs>